0: You are listening to How Does She Do It, episode 129. Welcome to the ride. Thank you for joining me for another episode of How Does She Do It? My name is Tiffany and I am your host. And through this podcast and my coaching, I help you own your story, live fueled by faith, and elevate your impact in your career and in your calling. If this is your first time listening, welcome. If this is your fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, or 129th time listening, welcome back. We are happy to have you. The show notes for this week's episode will be available at she and if you would like to connect with me on social, I am at tiff south, and that's tiff with two f's. You can also connect with the show's account at how does underscore she do it. Keep those story shares coming. I see you tagging. I see you tagging my account, tagging the show, sharing it to your stories, telling people what you're taking away from the episodes. I love it. I appreciate it. Thank you. That helps other people find out about the show, and it means a lot to me. So continue to do so, and I am excited about today's episode. I have some announcements, but for now, let's get into this week's Just My Thoughts. Just My Thoughts is the segment of the show where I share my reviews, recommendations, or rejections. And this week, I am recommending checking yourself. I for some week for some week for some reason started this week off in a not so great mood and not just like a regular not so great mood but I was feeling really really down on myself and I realized and recognized that I had to gather myself and I realized specifically that I needed to check my routine. So actually, the recommendation is to check your routine. And what I re-realized, because I've had this realization before, which means I've allowed my habits to shift, is I start my day in a very intentional way in praise and worship, and I don't end my day with that same intentional focus and energy on my time with God. And it is very easy then for whatever the mood of the day was to kind of rest in that place. And I do some sort of kind of a prayer, but not really in the same way that I'm praying in the, in the morning to start my day. So it, carried into my sleep one night and then it carried into the way I woke up in the morning and I was like, okay, this is, I can't keep doing this. So I want you to check your routine. I want you to pay attention to your mood and how it shifts and how it changes and then see what you can do about it. And for me, what I can do about it and what I am going to be doing about it is to adjust the way I approach my nighttime routine, to treat it as as sacred as my morning praise and worship and prayer and meditation. And that way I can kind of get the day off of me, get re-centered on the things that I want to be the focus. And of course there will probably still be some restless nights and thoughts of whatever was on the to-do list or things that need to be on the to-do list, whatever those things, but you have to be intentional about Focusing on your routine and how your routine can or can impact positively or negatively the mood that you have. And that kind of goes in with today's topic on self awareness. But I want you to check your routine. And that, my friends, concludes this week's Just My Thoughts. For as long as I can remember, I have been a pretty introspective person, I place a high value on being able to articulate my thoughts well, but also being able to then understand how I came to those places. So not just being able to say what I think, but how those thoughts are informed by a specific circumstance or how they were triggered or whatever the connection may be. I have not always been good at delaying sharing what I think because there is wisdom in that. I, at times, was a person who would just kind of go put the cart before the horse, so to speak. Now I have slowed down a little bit and I am able to think through the way my thoughts kind of line up. And I'm also an external processor. So sometimes there are certain concepts that I will have to talk through out loud in order to be able to come to a conclusion about those things. That is a form of self awareness, right? My ability to be able to assess that about myself, to be able to turn inwardly and then be able to project out whatever the thought or the conclusion or sharing, whatever that thing is. But one of the things that I'm going to be talking about for the next two episodes is the skill of being self-aware and the power of awareness. So the definition of self-awareness that I would like to work from is from a researcher named Tasha Erik, and she is a, an expert on self-awareness. And the definition that she has is, self-awareness is the ability to see oneself clearly. The will and skill to understand who you are how others see you and how we fit in the world. This skill is one of the most important skills when it comes to being successful in every aspect of your life, not successful in a traditional career sense or financially or exposure and quote unquote influence, but success in a way that you feel fulfilled and you feel like you are doing well and that you are self-actualized, if you will, in different areas of your life. And two aspects of self-awareness that are important are internal and external self-awareness. So internal self-awareness is seeing yourself clearly, your values, your passions, your aspirations, your ideals, triggers, any patterns of behavior, habits, routines, all of those things. And then external self-awareness is being aware of how others see you. The reason why these skills are, these skills are actually foundational to the work that I do in Elevate Your Career Academy and in the work that I do with my clients, because when you know how you are and how you want to show up, and you have an understanding how, of how other people see you, you can then make adjustments. You can then make moves that shift In one direction or another, when you need to move in a certain kind of way, and not in a manipulative sense, but if you know, for example, others perceive you as coming off very strong, and you are aware of that fact, and that is something that you want to adjust for, now the fact that you're aware of it means you can adjust for it. But in preparing this particular conversation, I turned to scripture. I had this whole outline in my mind that we will get to and it will be part of the conversation, both implicitly and explicitly. But when I turned to scripture and thought about what self-awareness means, it took on a whole new meaning and I was not prepared for it. And not to say in a negative way, I was, I think I underestimated how much I would see in scripture about self-awareness and how it could shift the way that we think about it. As people who believe in Jesus Christ, Self-awareness has a different set of skills and, and foundation in terms of our understanding of how we relate to and how we reflect the character of Christ. One of the things that Paul talks about in, I forget what book it is, but he talks about dying to self. And when you think about dying to self and then self-awareness, those can seem contradictory. But one of the things that Paul also talks about is the importance of being aware of your flesh, such that you can lean into the strength and power of Christ's Holy Spirit to build you up and to move you more to aligning with his character. All of that to say, this is a complicated but simple and beautiful sort of idea. Anyway. I want to share a few things, and this is going to be a two-part episode, so there will be five or six. I'm working through the second part. I've gotten to five, but there might end up being six because that's how my mind works. But I want to share five things that you have to understand about self-awareness in order to be successful. Five things that you have to understand about self awareness and your own self awareness in order for you to be successful. The first thing that you have to understand is who you are in Christ. All of us have access to the Word of God, and the Word of God is our, it's not just a history book, but it is our window into the character of God, into the character of Christ, into the way that we are to govern ourselves. There is wisdom in this book about all aspects of human existence, right? Nothing is new under the sun as, uh, you know, I think Solomon said that in maybe Ecclesiastes or something. Anyway, so who you are in Christ, this is the most important thing that you have to, and that we have to wrap our heads around when we are talking about being self-aware. Why? Because in Christ, we have access to such strength and the amazing, amazing promises of God, not just for here on earth, but the, I mean, the most important is what comes after we leave this earth, right? But the promises of scripture apply to us here on earth as well and when you and when we do not have a true grasp and understanding of who we are in Christ then there are things that we are not accessing there are promises and gifts that we are not taking advantage of and how silly is it to you not for you to not take advantage of something that is available to you i have been listening to a book on audible by dr miles monroe called kingdom citizen and he talks about the fact that we are citizens of heaven, and I, it puts, the whole, it puts heaven and it puts being a Christian in such a new perspective. Highly recommended listen. If you want to listen and actually want to get a free listen to that book, you can go to audibletrial.com slash how does she do it? And you will be able to listen to that book for free. Again, audibletrial.com slash how does she do it? And you will be able to get a listen to Kingdom Citizen by Dr. Miles Monroe for free and it is such a great listen, such a great book. But we have so much, we have access to so much. So let me just briefly briefly. I kept I tried to keep this sh- this part short because the answering the question of who you are in Christ is I mean, that is a 17 part series in and of itself. So I just want to share a few things and share a few verses that I wanted to bring to our attention. So You are loved, right? This is who you are in Christ. You are a loved person. You are not condemned, right? You are not sentenced to death because now we have life everlasting in Christ. And Romans 8, one through two talks about, for the law of the spirit has set you free. We are free in Christ, right? Um, We are new creations, 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. And I think this is one of the things that if we really take hold of this, it can help move our life forward. But because we do not get amnesia and our life experiences do not just disappear when we accept Christ into our life and that is a reality that I'm grateful for, it relieves some of the pressure to feel like I have to instantly be better because that's not what the expectation is here. But remembering that you have access to this newness, you have access to this new power, you have access to this new source, that is one of the things that makes this Such a powerful revelation. Uh, We are, and you are God's workmanship. Ephesians 2.10, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God has prepared beforehand that we shall walk in them. Okay. I'm going to read that again. For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God has prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. We are joint heirs with Christ. That means we have access to the same stuff that he has access to. Okay. Like if you were in someone passed away and you were given the results of an estate, you know, being divided up joint heirs being split down the middle. It means y'all each getting equal parts. That's, that's powerful. When you're talking about getting equal parts of, The son of our father in heaven. It's kind of dope. So, uh, yeah. So when you think about just those things, that's not a lot, right? I did not go through all of the things that we are in Christ. These are just some that I think really, when we can remember these things, that we are loved, we are forgiven, we are not condemned. We are new creations. You are God's workmanship we are joint heirs in Christ, there is so much power in that. And when you are self-aware and lead with the internal and external reality that you have a significant relationship with God that you are loved so preciously, then that should increase your confidence. It should increase your faith. And I am really excited about just remembering that reality and make it something that I walk in well and confidently every single day. The second thing that you have to remember and be self-aware of in order to be successful is You have to know your values. You have to know your values. And values, the definition, the working definition of values that we will operate from are principles that guide you, principles that drive you, principles that help you adjust your behavior or make decisions or decide to do or not do certain things. You have to know your values. And what I'm going to do is actually, and as I'm talking through this, this is what I'm going to do between these two parts. I'm going to talk about these principles from a faith perspective from scripture, and then also kind of turn them practically in terms of what we can do in terms of our external realities in our careers and showing up differently in different aspects of our life. But the values that you have to be aware of as a believer that will inform our success are Things like faith, freedom, fruits of the spirit. Every single fruit of the spirit is a is a valuable, is a valuable, it is valuable, but it is a value that you can guide, that can guide you, right? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Those come from Galatians 5.22. But I also want to share Colossians 2. And this is, I'll put, all of these in the show notes, but I just want to share some of these verses with you. Again, this is Colossians 3, one through two. If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things that are above, not on the things that are on earth. When I listen to that or when I read that, and you're thinking about what your values are or what your values should be, your values should be rooted in things that are above. Your values should be rooted in things that are not reflective of what man wants you to achieve. Your values should be rooted in what God ultimately cares about. And the reason this is so important and scripture talks about this. This is something that I'm, it's actually going to come up later in the series. But when you seek first the kingdom of God, all the other things will be added to you. And when I say all the other things, not talking about just success in worldly terms or success in worldly terms, period, but seeking God first aligns everything else. So if you are Putting yourself in the frame of reference to think about who you are in Christ. And then you're thinking about, okay, how do I need to guide my life? What values do I need to use to anchor me, to push me forward? Then when you think about those things, now you are on the way to operating in the character of Christ, right? So I'm going to read again the verses that I mentioned. I mentioned Colossians 3, 1 through 2. And I'm actually also going to read from Colossians 3, 12 through 14, put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another. And if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other as the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. And above all these put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts to which indeed you were called in one body and be thankful. So just in those verses alone, so that's verses 12 through 15, we see compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, patience, the bearing of bearing with one another, so being kind to one another, forgiveness. We also see, again, thinking about what's above. So kind of being able to take yourself out of the current situation, elevating. So that's really perspective. Then peace. We see harmony. Then there's submission. So letting the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. And we also see gratitude. How dope is that? That's actually a lot chunked into three verses. So again, that's Colossians three, 12 through 15. And when you think about the dope thing about Paul's writings, he he repeats many themes. He repeats a lot of the same concepts. So when you read like Romans, for example, or you read Hebrews, you see him talking about those same things in other places throughout the new Testament, which makes sense because he's one person, right? So when thinking about your own walk in your own life, what other values are you living by? And as I think about this question, this sounds like something that First Five would, would come at my neck with in, in one of their My Moments questions, but what values are, what man-made values are you driven by that contradict the values that you should be living by based on scripture? What man-made values are you living by that contradict what you see in scripture? And where there is contradiction, that is where you have to begin to do the work. The only way you can do that though is being willing to look inward. Remember at the top of the episode, I talked about internal self-awareness, internal awareness, awareness being able to understand what is what drives you, what motivates you. And sometimes you get convicted. Sometimes you're like, oh, you know what? I am actually driven by a love of money that is rooted in a fear of being, broke and not having and lack and scarcity. Right. And it doesn't make you a bad person. It just means you have to replace that value with understanding that you will be provided for in all situations, that the love of money is the root of evil, not money itself, not having means, not wealth, but the love of it in a way that drives you to behave in a certain way that then conflicts with other values that you should be living by right? The giving into temptation, doing things on your own own terms, right? These are the kinds of things, the kinds of values that you could be driven by if you don't like all, like a lot of what you see in social media is I'm going to do me. You only live once and like, don't know what nobody, I can say what I want to say whenever I want to say it. Those types of attitudes, those types of things that drive people, that move that move people in certain ways, those things are contradictory to what scripture tells us. So again, it's not, do not com- condemn yourself for maybe being driven by something that might be conflicting with something that's in scripture, but do the work to become self-aware of what that thing is, and then you have to dig into the root of it. Listen, I was listening to an a sermon by Dr. Tony Evans yesterday, and- I had to walk out of my office. I was listening to it and it just called me out in a, it was so loud. Oh, it was so loud. And maybe I'll share the link. And it was about unbelief. It was about challenging your unbelief. And I share that because sometimes you have to get called out. Maybe it's a sermon that might call you out. Maybe it's a friend that might have to call you out. Maybe it's you actually in prayer and reading the word and and you will be convicted in that way, but you have to dig deep to find out what the values that drive you are. And sometimes it's fears that drive you. Sometimes it's negative experiences that drive you and negative experiences that then create self-destructive values that you don't even realize. But it, the key again here is becoming self-aware. So, And I should say this, I didn't say this at the beginning, self-awareness is a skill that you can develop. There are some people who may be more self-aware than others, Maybe their muscle, they've been working on it a little bit longer, but self-awareness is a skill that you can develop. But what I liked about what Tasha Ulrich said, or Uric rather said, is it's the the will and skill. You have to want to be self-aware in order to develop the skill of being self-aware. And once you become more self-aware, it's not one of those things that you can turn off. It's not something that you can be like, oh, no, I don't want to be self-aware today. You can choose to ignore what comes up in that self-reflection. You can choose to ignore what you are aware of, but once you know it, once you ring the bell, you can't unring it. I prompt, trust me, I have been trying to unring this self-awareness in some ways and that, that thing just keeps on. All right. It just stays loud in my ear. Anyway. So again, just to review so far, we've talked about you have to be aware of who you are in Christ and you have to be aware of your values or what principles drive you and guide you. And I wanna just take a break quickly here to talk about a new Facebook group that I am starting now. Some of us might be a little overwhelmed by Facebook and I completely understand that because I have been in that camp as well, but I have created an exclusive Facebook group Community for Christian women who are ready to grow in their careers. This Facebook group is going to be where I am doing a lot of live content, exclusive live content. And starting in February, there will be lives before then, but starting in February, I am doing a workshop series on growing career confidence. And I would love to have you as a part of this experience. If you go to bit.ly/fbtifsouth, FB standing for Facebook tif south again bit.ly/fb tif south you will be able to join this facebook community now this is again where there will be new content here just for women who are in this group this is again for women who are christians who are ready to grow in their careers this is where we're going to be building a new sense of community with each other encouraging each other and getting practical insight and continued honest perspective on what it means to show up in our lives as more whole people what does it mean to show up in our careers as more whole people? And how do we take advantage of the gifts that God has given us and bring them to life in the work that we do every single day in supporting each other, in supporting our families, and in growing our careers? So go to bit.ly slash South, TIFF with two Fs, and join this Facebook community. And I look forward to seeing you in there. Remember, there will be content stop dropping before February. So you don't wanna wait until February to join. So join bit.ly slash South. Number three, you have to know your strengths and natural talents. You have to know your strengths and natural talents. This is the primary area of work that I do with my one-on-one clients and the women who join Elevate Your Career Academy. Proverbs 18, 16 says, a man's gift makes room for him and brings him before the great. First Peter 4, 10 through 11 says, as each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. Whoever speaks as one who speaks oracle of God, whoever serves as one who serves by the strength that God supplies in order that everything God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. To him belong glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. And I highlight these two verses because, and I actually think I want to try and read the message version as well, because we are uniquely gifted and we are meant to, especially as First Peter 4 says here, to use it to serve one another as stewards of God's grace. So if I have a gift, the gift that was given to me is meant to serve others. And that gift can be a hundred million different things. That gift does not have to be the thing that we see people posting about on Instagram or the thing that we see that's quote unquote, making people a lot of money or getting people all this notoriety and shine. The gift can be the way you speak to people, the way you pour into people, the way you use your hands to build things up or tear things down or organize or count money or make food or, you know, care for children or care for the elderly or serve at work in your in your community, right? It can be anything, but our gifts are meant to be used to serve others and bring glory to God. And so you have to, though, know what those gifts are. You have to know what your natural talents are. You have to know what your strengths are, because if you do not know what they are, then you can't use them in a way that is intentional. You can use them kind of haphazardly, but when you when that self-awareness kicks into another level, you can then use it in a way that allows you to elevate and advance in your career. It can allow you to elevate your platform and therefore bring additional glory to God by through service and through connecting with others. And It is my belief that this is the area that we are most challenged by. This is the area that every client that works with me is challenged by. Not because it's not a strike against her in any way. It's not a strike against you in any way. It is because what I talked about earlier in terms of valuing meekness and all those kinds of things, we have been taught, and I think women in particular, particularly women of color and black women in this country to that we are less than that we don't deserve to be confident in the gifts that we have we are not we are told to quiet down if we lead with how good we are in something that is crap <laughs> that is trash because when we go and look at the character of Christ Christ managed to be meek and humble and still be as confident and clear about anything he could do. He managed to be meek and humble and still could use his power to heal, use his power to bring people together, use his power to feed the hungry, right? So... That is not you showing up in your gift is not contradictory to what scripture says. It's not contradictory to the character that we are to develop in Christ. It's not contradictory to the values that we are to walk by. But in order for you to be successful in any area, you have to be aware of what you are working with. You have to be aware of the skills that you have. If you are someone who has a significant amount of work experience and you have never taken the time to kind of do an inventory of the skills that you have gained, the way that you show up, how people have evaluated you, the opportunities that you have received, then you are missing out. You are go- there are going to be things that pass you by because you do not have a working knowledge of what you are able to do such that you can then make adjustments as opportunities do or do not present themselves. Or you are able to put yourself forward for a direction that you want to go in. But if you're not aware of what you have, then you do not know what you can use. If you have a toolbox that you have never opened and you have something that, need- that requires a screwdriver, but you're like, oh, I don't have a screwdriver, it's only because you didn't open the toolbox to look okay? Toolbox, they come with the screwdriver, okay? You need a Phillips head, you need a flathead, they have them in there. But if you don't know that that tool is available to you, you will not know to be able to wield it properly. Or you will try to bring a, you know, a pen to a a Scantron test, right? Where you needed a number two pencil, you'll be bringing the wrong tool to the wrong environment if you are not aware of what you have available to you and what is needed in the circumstance that you are trying to apply or bring that strength to. So knowing your Natural strengths, your gifts, and your talents is critical in terms of being self aware and having and using that self awareness to advance and to become successful. So, very quickly, the three things that we talked about in this episode are knowing who you are in Christ, knowing your values and what drives you, and knowing your strengths and your natural talents. In part two of this conversation, we are going to talk about other other things that you need to be aware of in order to use in order to use self awareness to your advantage and to help develop more success in different areas of your life but i think these three are a great foundation to start I get super excited about this topic because this is the thing that my gift revolves around right here is helping other people become aware of the things that they have inside of them and helping them see the practical, tangible value of that thing in the marketplace and in almost any environment, translating that transferable skill into something that they can build on and turn into a career transition, into a new set of career skills, into a new level of career success. And I just love doing it. And you get to do it all with people who are motivated to serve Christ motivated to show up in this world as salt and light. And I just think that that is so dope, is so powerful. And I'm so grateful to be able to do it. So I want to say thank you for listening to this episode of How Does She Do It? And I'll actually very quickly run through the scriptures that I referenced because I know when I'm listening to a podcast that are that's referencing scripture, and if I'm not writing it down, then I can get, it's it can be frustrating sometimes. So I'll run through them again. So hopefully you can come back and write these down. I referenced Romans 8, 1 through 2, 2 Corinthians 5, 17, Ephesians 2, 10, Colossians 3, 1 and 2, and also Colossians 3, 12 through 14, Proverbs 18, 16, 1 Peter 4, 10 and 11, and that was actually it. So thank you again for listening. Join the Facebook group for Christian women who are ready to grow and advance in their careers and increase their career confidence. Go to bit.ly slash FBTIFFSouth. Do not delay because if you don't do it now, you might forget and then you're gonna be mad that you missed the series. So join again, bit.ly slash FBTIFFSouth. Connect with me on social. If you have not already done so, please leave a five-star rating on and review in the Apple Podcast app. And shout out to those of you who are listening on other podcast platforms, including Spotify. Spotify is becoming a new favorite podcast player of mine. And if you are interested in connecting with me, join me in the Facebook group, bit.ly slash FBTIFFSouth. Thank you again. And until next time, be blessed and be a blessing. Peace.